Last time that I checked, it was five chains on my neck. It was no smut on my rep. Last time that I checked, I was selling zones in the set. Make a quarter mil, no sweat. Last time that I checked. We had to start the vibe off a little bit different for this week. Let's go. the money, the respect, and the power in the hoes come next. Last time that I checked, I've been self-made from the dribble. I was been saying I'm a killer. Nah. Playing no games with you niggas. Pop clutch, switch lanes on you niggas. Nah. I laid down the game for you niggas. Taught you how to charge more than what they paid for you niggas. On the whole thing for you niggas. Reinvest, double up, then explain for you niggas. It gotta be love. Welcome back, everybody. This is She and I. I am your host, B Love, and I always have my very special host with me, India Marie. India Marie and B Love, we are back on the mic. And it feels so right. But before we go any further, we have to say a hell of a rest in peace to the homie Nipsey Hussle. Um, his music, him as a person, it's him as a it's man. Influence. It's influence on not only the hip-hop community, but his community at large will definitely be missed, but will also still remain intact. It's a legendary status. People are... It's just, you know, it's, it's just still hard to believe. Right on. You know, it, it's just... he. You could literally see his rise. Yeah, his trajectory was on a fast forward rise and I have to respect that more than anything I take a look at Nipsey I remember just watching him um in different interviews from GGN with Snoop um just different interviews on online and in all the interviews he stressed how important it was to empower our community um even for me looking back on it when I saw him going out to um Crenshaw and Slauson buying a resident buying up um commercial space to have his businesses in and then providing jobs for the community that made me look at what we were doing and what I was doing and hey motivated me to go ahead and look at communities back home and look at areas back home to start investing in as well and he was to doing, give people opportunity he was doing what other black communities exactly. and you know it just communities of color in general should be doing exactly and we other all communities about do it yeah our communities are not doing it but he was doing it for his mm-hmm. it's the best way to lead you lead by example and he put it all out there every time he spoke every damn near everything he rapped about but just like i said him watching him as a person watching his trajectory in the hip-hop game just in general just made you feel good and seeing the, the outpouring listen we didn't know him <laughs> but seeing the outpouring of the community that knew him goes to show how influential he was in his community 
I think it's just disgusting that people can't coexist with people they don't like. Exactly. Yeah, like, why can't we all eat? Why do we all, why can't we all be in this space and maintain and live? So I don't know, like I said, this was a little bit different. And we want to start the pod off by just saying a big rest in peace and definitely prayers up to his whole entire family because no man, no family should have to go through anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I think it's just it's just sad because you literally know when somebody's last day is going to be. Mm-hmm. It's like it literally could be the person that you sleep with every night could just not come home. And you just don't know. Exactly. Just don't know. So that's why we have to be good to one another, be kind, and stay prayed up. Bless up. Big up yourself at all times. And make sure the people that you love know that you love them no matter what. So, hey, said, man, this was this was a tough one. I think it hit a lot of people. This one just hit different. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, people, uh, you know, you look on social media and you see the way people feel about Nipsey and people were saying that it's the same way that people felt in like Pac's generation, you know, when he died and his influence on his generation is the same type of influence that Nipsey has or had, you know, for our generation. Right. I was kind of in both generations. I'm like J. Cole. I'm a middle child. What year did Pac die? 96, if I'm not mistaken. I need to look that up just to make sure. But I'm pretty sure it was 96. So you remember? I was 10 in that case. (laughs) 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 But, like, exactly, you were 10. So you didn't didn't feel it the way. I didn't understand the gravity of. Pac's death, like I now understand the gravity of Nipsey's death and like how it's hitting. You listen to his music, but you didn't get his music. Right. You didn't get him right. and what he stood for back then. You didn't right. get that till you became an adult. You're right. But now, in context, listening and seeing a brother like Nipsey Hustle go out here and shit, hustle and motivate. One of his one of a title from his one of his songs. Um, just goes to show that. We have to live in peace. We say rest in peace, but we also have to live in peace while we are breathing and while we are doing the work of God. So yeah. let's continue to um, uplift each other. We, we've been saying it for the last, shit, two or three episodes. We have to continue to support one another, continue to uplift one another, and just continue to support. Yeah. But I mean, I, you know, I guess his work here was done. And I mean, he did. He laid the foundation for his family. Um, I didn't know until yesterday that he owned all of his music. <laughs> so how dope is so, that? So, you know, his family is set for life. Let's hope so. So prayers up. And man, I hate that we had to start this podcast like this because we had a lot to talk about. So we're going to switch up the vibe right now. We're going to try something. Let's switch up the vibes. Switch up the vibes. Come Let's on, get into it. Up. 
thank you everybody for tuning in to last week's episode of She and I. We greatly appreciate each and every one of you. And like every week about this time, we always say we want to let gratitude be our attitude. So thank you. You for tuning in each and every week, and it's been fun, it's been great, man. We look forward to getting on the mic every week to talk about things that are happening in our lives. But we also have an announcement to make, like I said last week. So here I go. That's my drum roll sound effect. I had to get in my drum roll back on June the 8th, 2019. Be Love and India Marie will be doing She and I podcast live again. That's right. On June 8th, 2019, same time, same platform, same, what am I looking for? Vibes. It's going to be in a different location, but the date is set. The ink is almost dry <laughs> and we'll be giving you the location soon. So be ready for all of that. But it's going to be in a different location in East Nashville. Also, if you can't make it to the Nashville show, we have something special for you as well, I think. But we don't want to tell all the details but too we early. We don't want to tell. I'm getting fussed at if y'all can't hear. April. It's only April. And the show is in June. And the show is in June. So there will be more details to follow in the upcoming weeks slash months. This is true. But I'm excited. I had to let you guys in on the date. So just like a wedding, go ahead and save the date right now. I'm going to be sending you, some of you all, personal invites as well. So be on the lookout for the text message that will be coming soon. Also, Indy and I have been working on a few giveaways as well. One giveaway that we are going to do soon in the near future, we are going to have two to three guests come in studio with us and we will record the podcast live with you all. Then we'll go out and kick it somewhere to bar. It's kind of fellowship with a few of our listeners that, you know, hold us down week after week. We're going to do the podcast just in, in an intimate setting with you all. So be on the lookout for that as well. Uh, we also planning to do more give. Listen, it's a lot. It's a lot. I'm excited. As you can't tell, I'm just happy to be back on the mic and um, <laughs> just enjoying this, man. I'm enjoying everything right now. But India, uh, what? Damn it, let's get into it. During the week, we got deep. Chill. Let's talk on the podcast. As some of you all might have already guessed, this is the hey. How do I travel with an infant episode? Hey, how do I travel with a toddler episode? And you all traveled out of the country with an infant? Toddler? Well, Whatever not, he is. He's not an infant. I don't know what he is. Not the executive we producer. Given, I don't think this is more so the how. The, the how. This is how we did. Is going to be on my blog. Okay. This is the experience. Okay. I like the vibes. Woo! The vibes are real. Um, 
So, obviously, you did not want to bring Baby Blake on our vacation. The executive producer. we did. We sure did. And for this to have been our first trip on a plane and an international one at that. Mm, Oh, international. I think the trip went as good as it could have gone. I would agree. Let's give a round of applause for that. I think the trip was amazing. I packed a ton of stuff. All right, hold on. Do we want to start there or where are we going to take them day by day? Uh, Yeah, I was take them day by day. day. All right, go ahead and get into your packing bag. I packed a ton of stuff. And, you know, you were just like, why are you packing so much stuff? And I had looked at several different checklists that I had found online. So it was just better to be over prepared. Listen, not prepared enough. Over prepared is an understatement. I pretty much use just about everything that I packed, except for the clothes, because really, if you're going on a beach vacation, you don't need clothes. You don't need clothes. You just need bathing suits for the daytime. You come in, shower around five, six o'clock, and then you putting on your dinner clothes to go eat. So. You really don't need clothes. I mean, Baird and Blake both only had two pair of swim trunks for the whole week, and it worked out fine. And we were three. in swimwear every single day. Every <laughs> single day we had so, on some swimwear. But in my packing, I packed every single form of medicine that Blake could take. <laughs> I had Tylenol, Motrin, Zarbi's natural cold and mucus, Highlands natural cough medicine, teething tablets. I had everything you could think of. You damn Vicks. near turned our suitcase into a pharmacy. So it was crazy. It was one of those things where I'm just gonna pack all of this, but I shouldn't need it. And we ended up needing it. All right, but slow down. You're moving too fast. I can tell where you're about to go already. So before we get there, let's take it step by step. So we wake up the morning of and we prepare to go to Jamaica. We got our bags packed. Everything is in the car. The car is loaded. We get to um, the airport shuttle. We get out of the airport shuttle. Are you going to tell them about me leaving my phone in the car? Let me get there. Tell them about, I'm telling them about the good, the bad, and the ugly. Because something was ugly. This part is the bad. You know, we have the majority of the trip was the good or the great. We're going from the good, the bad, to the ugly. So let's get into it. Let's be honest. Transparency. I don't even know what you're talking about right now. I'm going to get into it. So we get in line. Got our bags. We're good to go. We have good timing. Everything is going smooth. Even Blake is not crying. He's not upset. He's having a good ride to the airport. Get to the airport. All of a sudden, India just mentioned she looked for her phone and she was like, oh, shit. I don't have my phone. At that point, my stress level went from a zero, which is it's always all it's almost always at a zero. To about a 100 at that, like, shot through the room. I'm like, oh, my God, why Which is this happening? Which it wasn't that big of a deal. 
It turned out to be not that big of a deal, but just think if the shuttle wasn't on the way back, so the shuttle the happened to is, be on I the way back. I wasn't tripping because I had my work phone. So if I didn't have my phone, like I just would have left without my phone and figured it out later. Like I said, it wasn't that big of a deal to me because I had my work phone. It was that big of a deal to you. You because started stressing out. iPhones so cost too I much money. I wanted you to keep that same energy when we get to the resort and you left something that you definitely shouldn't have left. All right, so we get there. India obviously doesn't know how to go step by step. So, well, because we, it, like I said, this was more so whatever. Go ahead, go ahead, do it your way. So after that, we recovered the phone. Now we have to get on the plane, and this is my first time ever traveling with anybody. That I have to be responsible for. What about you, India? Obviously. You could. I don't Same. know. Who else would I have been responsible for? Elise, perhaps. I don't know. No. Um. So this is our first time traveling with anybody that we have to be responsible for. So we got on the plane, and I'll let you tell the how. How do you think Blake acted on the first flight from Nashville to Charlotte? Um. Uh, well, he slept, didn't he? The first flight he did sleep. It was so early he slept on the flight. Yeah, so he got on the he, flight. He pretty much out. he pretty much slept like all of the the travel time in general. He he got a little bit fussy, but I think it was just because he was so tired and his schedule was off. Like he usually wakes up, like if he's going to daycare for the day. You know, we get up at six. I nurse him, and he eats breakfast about seven. Whereas this morning we got him up at five, so couldn't really blame him for being grumpy at that point because his schedule was thrown off. He's okay. a schedule baby, but a schedule he slept. Baby. Yuck. You know he did fine. Then we landed in Charlotte, which was where our layover was, and right. that's when things began to <laughs> sort of go left because at this point Blake is antsy. Um, it's close to lunchtime. Oh. Um, I did pack tons and tons of snacks. So we were good there. Um, luckily for Blake, you know, he can eat a banana and he's good for a couple of hours. Um, mm -hmm. But I did pack. So funny. So they make these little almond butter packets. I had bought from home. I brought from home two slices of bread. Um, I had bought those almond butter packets and I had gotten some, some jelly, jelly that's right, in the airport. Did. So I was planning to make him a PB&J sandwich. <laughs> India was about to make Blake a PB&J sandwich out of almond butter, bread, and jelly from one of the stores in the airport. Yeah, which would probably would have worked out fine had we gotten to that point. And even that morning, I had already planned out his breakfast. I did bring him a banana from home, and I had the instant packets of oatmeal, and I had just gotten hot water from one of the other restaurants in the airport, and I made him some instant oatmeal, and he ate some of that too. So and that's just stuff you got to think about. You literally have to think about when they're going to eat and how they're going to eat if you're traveling all day, which is what we did. We traveled all freaking day. So when we got to Charlotte, Four hours. we were supposed to have only like a 40. It felt like all day. We didn't get to the resort until five o'clock. That's yeah, all day. It's all day. So we get to Charlotte 
And we the layover was supposed to be like 40 minutes. It ended up being longer than that because the computer systems went down. The entire airport. The, airport. the computer system shut down as soon as we arrived in Charlotte. So right now, India has lost, well, not lost, but India forgot her phone in the um, shuttle. Yeah. We get to the airport. The computer shut down. So now I'm sitting there thinking to myself, like, listen, is God trying to tell me something? Do I need to turn back around? So, Blake got antsy. Thank God for Word Party on Netflix. Shout that's out to the only Word thing that Party. Him My through. God. And give it up for Baby Shark, too. So, keep in mind, because we left Nashville, it was cold outside. So he was cold. layered. Um. We get to, or we get on the plane to board to go from Charlotte to Jamaica. Yep. Almost immediately, we we get in our seats. Blake is burning up. Hot. He's getting fussy, and all of a sudden, he just gets super lethargic. And so, we're taking his clothes off. I'm trying to cool him down. I had some Motrin in the diaper bag. We gave him some Motrin. He slept the straight two and a half hours that's how long the flight was. He slept the entire time. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, God, he does not feel good. So he just kept getting worse. As he's sitting in the stroller and we're going through customs, he is miserable. And you could just look at him and tell his vibes were off. He was turning red. He refused to eat. Didn't want to eat. His eyes were just like, like I said, super lethargic. We were getting worried. He's burning up as we're going through customs. At now this we're point, in Jamaica at this point. We we are. We have arrived. We're going through customs and he's so hot that he literally just has on a onesie. I took like his no clothes socks, off. no shoes. He literally just has on a onesie. So we get to no, the driver picks so, us up. So, yeah, just stop right there. Here comes an, another another good. I'm sorry. If you guys are traveling to Jamaica, I suggest everybody look up reggae tours for a private taxi to and from the airport. Round trip. You don't have to worry about anything. Their cars are super nice. They will provide you with anything that you need. They pick you up. They have beer, water, beverages in a cooler. And they had a car seat for Blake. Every time that they picked Indian, they were so good. We booked them again. We'll talk about that in a second. But I suggest everybody, and this is not an ad. They're not paying us to say this, but reggae tours was immaculate when it came down to getting us to and from the airport and also stopping along the way. Yeah, so we get on the um, shuttle or whatever and we end up having to stop um, so that I could reach into the suitcase to get some more medicine because you know you can alternate between Motrin and Tylenol and he he's just constantly burning up everybody might not know that you want to explain that a little further <laughs> I am not the pharmacist but I know, from but what you I tell- hear you can you can alternate between Tylenol and Motrin every three hours every three hours um, that's what they say so that's what I was doing 
So keep in mind, I haven't actually taken his temperature yet because the thermometer was in the suitcase. And my so man Richard, get- my man Richard was so cool. The taxi driver, he pulled India over at a pharmacy just in case India did not have the Tylenol. Yeah. So we get to the resort. Um, we stayed at the Royalton Negril, gorgeous resort. Check in was amazing. And we finally get to our room. Yep. Check his fever. It is 104. Blake had a 104 <laughs> fever. Listen, I don't even know how I would feel if it was 104 degrees in the house. I don't know how I would feel. Well, I do know how I would feel if it's 104 degrees outside. But if my body was 104 degrees, I would be in the house, in the bed. Under the cover. So, but the executive producer, being the G that he is, pulled through. So at this point, we are genuinely worried. We're yes, like, we are. Oh my God. Because like I knew he had a fever. I just didn't know how high his fever was. So it's 104. Um I've had a couple people, you know, make comments about me still breastfeeding, even though Blake is one. But during this time, I'm very happy that I'm still breastfeeding Blake because that was one of the things that probably pulled him through. We did some skin to skin to regulate his body temp. I breastfed him and we finally got the fever to break that to break that night. But Man, you missed it took hours. Parts. I want to give well, it up many, for the whole how thing. How many hours? Like this is one, we we 30 minutes in. I know, but I got to give it up for we everybody. Had, we though. only on the first. I gotta give it up to the royals too, though. Let, let me let me what? get in my bag. I'm telling the story, like. But you missed the I'm, part. I didn't miss right, the part. This is what happens when two people try to tell their variation of the story at the same time. So, I did call the pharmacist. I mean, not the pharmacist. I did call his pediatrician, and they were like, "You need to take him to see it. You know, get medical attention immediately." <laughs> So I'm like, okay. Um, so I was just like, who do who wants to take their baby to the doctor in a foreign country? Nobody. That's not just, even, that's just yeah. not ideal. So Barrett left to seek healthcare. Listen, <laughs> Basically. <laughs> I went on a mission. I left the room and I said, I'll be back. When I find a doctor that can heal my son. So I did. Um, the good thing about the hotel is they had a nurse on staff. At this time, India mentioned earlier, it's about 5 to 5.30 when we got to the resort. The nurse, just our luck, left at 5 o'clock. So right there. But she was on call. So they called her. Shout out to my guy, Malta. He called the nurse for me. He took me to the nurse's um, nurse's area. Then he went upstairs and gave me the phone to call the nurse. Everybody in the resort knew me by the time I left within that hour because I went looking for the nurse and looking for somebody to help Blake probably for a full 30 minutes. Somebody had to come see what was up. But anyway... When I finally spoke to the nurse, the nurse told me the same thing that the pediatrician told India. 
And she said we needed to seek some medical attention because she could not run tests and do blood work. So, you know, I started um, texting uh, my friend Kenya, Happy Truths, and um, I was like, what should we do? So she is where I got the skin to skin from. I was ready to and go home. The breastfeeding. And so I was I was texting her and she kind of just, you know, calmed me down a little bit. And so then Give I did some more. Um, I did some more research and I decided to at least give it to the next day. Because, you know, I felt like at that point we were acting out of fear and panic. And even had we, as long as it took us to get there, it would have taken us just as long to get back. It was already 5.30. There probably weren't even any more flights going back out at home. And we would have probably had to fly standby. So, you know, who wants to put him you know, a baby, a sick baby through all of that. So I was like, let's just let him rest. Let's just see if we can break this fever. Mm-hmm. We tried to give him a sponge bath that night. He wasn't having any of that. Um, But when I finally put him to sleep that night, his fever did break. He woke up the next morning. No fever. Champ. We went, played by the pool. Um, and he napped outside and we probably didn't keep him as cool as he needed to be because his fever went back up to 102. And then we broke that fever. The next morning, he woke up with another fever. It was 101.6. So I was like, oh my gosh, are we ever going to beat this? But the fevers were going down. Yep. Had it stayed at 104, we would have flown back home. I'm telling you guys, I was literally ready to empty out my bank account Get us a, I don't know. We were going to figure out some kind of transportation to get us directly back from Montego Bay to Nashville that night. Because I, listen, my son had a 104 fever. He's the executive producer of the podcast. Having him be that sick, I was not a fan of it. I wanted him to feel good. But like Indy said, the next day we proceeded and his fever did break. So Thursday morning, that one-on-one fever was the last one he had. So I was like, well, let's just keep him cool, you know, and see how it goes. And he didn't spike another fever. And so then I also started talking to the local people who live there because I was like, well, mm-hmm. Barrett, they can't be going to the doctor every time the kids get sick. It's just not that type of country. And they you know? don't go to the doctor. They don't. And so we were like, I, we were just asking, like, what do y'all do when y'all's kids are sick when they have fevers and, you know, all that kind of stuff? And they were like, we give them sponge baths. They're a huge believer in the power of lime. So they give their babies lime juice and, and honey. Ocean, and they dip their babies in salt water. So I did, like, they they had fresh juice for yep. breakfast. And so I did give Blake a little bit of that. And, you know, he did play in the ocean. Um, So I don't know if all of that may have tied into it, but whatever it was, it worked because we were, you know, we were still enjoying ourselves, but we were able to fully enjoy ourselves, I would say, Friday and Saturday because he was 100% feeling like himself. Oh, yeah, he was back. By then. He was back to normal by Friday. 
really, I would say Thursday night, Thursday yeah. evening, he was 100% fine. But um, like we, you said, going into Friday, he was just, he was back to himself. Yeah. And so when we landed on Sunday night, we did take him to urgent care just to, you know, like peace of mind, really. And it turned out he had he's on his fourth ear infection right now. <laughs> so yeah, he has a right ear infection. He's I don't I don't know if he had that. I don't know if that was the main reason why he spiked the fever, but that was um something he was he's been dealing with. So now that we have, you know, Blake being sick, we can talk about the actual trip, which was amazing. Right. So that was the bad. I would say Blake being sick was the bad. Yeah. But yeah, that that was definitely the bad. Um people, you know, try to discourage you from, you know, traveling with small babies, but I genuinely, like, after seeing Blake in that environment, I feel like that's the best way for him to learn. He was so intrigued by everything. Mm -hmm. You know, it's kind of like he has a book with all these different objects in it. You know, there's a leaf in the book. How do you really know what a leaf is if you don't touch it? Right. How do you really know what a beach is if if you've never been, been to one? It's true. You know, so I felt like, like I have no regrets bringing him on this trip. I felt like one of the reasons you didn't want him to go was because you felt like we weren't going to have fun and there were excursions and things that you wanted to do that we weren't going to be able to do with Blake. And while that was the case, we still were able to find some things to do with Blake um, so it wasn't a total loss. Right. And then when it comes to excursions, I have to realize and come to grips that I've done them all. I've done just about everything that I think I needed to do when it comes to excursions. Now I've snorkeled, I've parasailed, I've ATV, zip line. What else do you do? I've yeah. been in a cave before. Um, I've done, Snorkel. I feel like everything it's, it's that solid. I needed to do when it came to excursion, but now I've done all those things does not mean I don't still enjoy to enjoy doing those things. I feel like the main reason why I was a little bit hesitant. Nah, I wasn't hesitant. I just didn't want him to become was because I did feel like that we were going to want to do certain things that he was going to stop. And to be quite honest, at this point in our lives, I don't think he stopped anything that, you know, he didn't prevent us from doing anything. I mean, we have to come to grips with the fact that we are getting older. So I can't stay up to two o'clock a.m. anymore. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I just like... can't. My body won't let me do it. <laughs> I tried to do it one night. I was watching the game. Uh, we got back to the room and I was watching the games. Um was eight, the, the Elite Eight, and I'm sitting up watching, you know, Duke do that thing. I'm like, damn, this game sure is good, boy. Boy, this bed is getting more <laughs> and more comfortable. Oh, I just wanted to close my eyes, but I couldn't. <laughs> so I stayed up to watch the game, and he was knocked out by that point. Um, so yeah, I, I don't, mean, like, it's just almost like as soon as my head hit the pillow on this trip, I was asleep, and it's just because you know, I started the trip tired anyway yep. because I was up late the night before we left right trying to make sure that everything was together right so you know at that point it was just ketchup so 
I feel like the only thing that we really missed out on was being able to sleep in late because Blake yep. still woke up at 6 a.m. every morning. The boy body's like a clock. His body knows when it's time to wake up and Blake's going to wake up and he's loud just like me when he wakes up. So it's kind of ridiculous. But, but it was really a beautiful sight to see because he would wake up at 6 in the morning. I would, you know, open the curtains and open the door and he would walk out on the balcony and just look at the ocean. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it was it was a joy for me to see that because I was like, he, wow, he he's really liking what he sees and he's enjoying that. Like he was walking to the door every morning to go outside. He was waiting for India to open the door so he can go outside and just kind of rest on the balcony and look over into the ocean. And I was like, damn, it's kind of dope that he, you know, he realizes what, now I don't know if he, he doesn't know what it is, but at that age, he has enough sensibility to go out there and say, oh, this is soothing. Yeah. Yeah. I want to give him a mojito. <laughs> shit put your feet up my guy enjoy yourself a virgin mojito but relax you guys um the people on the resort it was very baby friendly yes the people were amazing they the were so team. nice they were by far some of the nicest people we had ever met i feel like this is just the jamaican culture there i don't even think it was just mm -hmm. at our resort i think their people are just extremely nice and you know people People talk about the crime and stuff in those types of countries, but hell, look look at what what the hell we see every day in our own home. Oh, Donnie. So, I mean, the people were amazing. Um, I guess if I'm going to, if we're going to give any tips, right? I would not stay right there for a second because I did have one thing to say. Um, another reason why I say that bringing your baby with you is not a bad idea because in all right in in my mind i felt like we were gonna hit the beach if we if you and i went by ourselves right hit the beach excursion go out to eat go out there night to one of the clubs dance hall come back in be asleep by 3 a.m and be feeling good wake up the next morning about nine o'clock a.m and do it all over again I forgot to incorporate the sun, <laughs> how, how tired you are from actually doing those excursions. And I forgot to incorporate how much a Red Bull costs on the resort. Damn, Red Bull was $6 on a resort for one. Oh, it was seven. It was $7. Even though the resort is an all all inclusive, all exclusive. Red Bull is all not inclusive <laughs> resort. Red Bull is definitely not an item that you can per that you can get for free on the resort. So, when you have a baby, now you have to factor in these things. You got to factor in yourself waking up in the morning, getting yourself something to eat, getting yourself ready, going out to the beach. Laying by the pool, the sun, just draining the energy out of you. And then you have to worry about your baby, chasing him around. Then you have to get him dressed, get him ready to go. By the time you're done with your entire day, the only thing that you are looking forward to doing is going to sleep. <laughs> you don't even want to have sex at that point. We, we were, really we were want to out. go to sleep. We were worn out. We got in that bed 
and spooned right on the sleep. Man, <laughs> I about to say something ignorant, but yeah, it was yeah, it was tough. But boy, I had to go to sleep. And sleep felt amazing. <laughs> so yeah, so this is why I had the fact I I just forgot. Well, not forget. I just didn't know how much energy it, it was going to take to not only get ourselves ready and do things for ourselves, but the sun, us, plus our baby really takes a toll on you. And we, so the first couple of days, we tried to, you know, split the day. You know, we tried to eat breakfast, get out to the pool or the beach early, and then, you know, grab lunch and come in, take a nap, and, you know, go back out to the pool or the beach. You know, we, we tried that the first couple of days, and it just didn't work out. Um, so I, that would be my tip to just let your kid, like if they're small, like Blake's age, just let them nap where they fall. Yep. Because just about every day that we were... Blake didn't nap in the room. He didn't. He napped outside at the pool. Like, Dana. it was like one day he actually slept in the stroller. One day he actually slept on one of the pool chairs. Uh, we just put some tiles down, the beach tiles, and let him lay on that. Right. And um, he napped... We had a cabana at the beach two days in a row. He napped in the cabana one day. I mean, he literally slept outside in that cabana for two hours straight. And it was, you know, the, the breeze was coming through. So he was feeling good. The sound and then the last the day we took a boat ride. He slept an hour and a half on the boat. So he didn't even get a chance to see me snorkel. I no. was trying to show him how cool his dad was by jumping in the middle of the ocean with no life jacket. Just me swimming like a shark. Well, Ooh, boy, I can swim. Black man can swim. Watch out. And I feel like that was also like the driving factor to us having a good time. The fact that we didn't have to. Because I feel like, you know. How often do we really nap? You know what I'm saying? So yeah. for us to have to go back to the room for him to nap, and it just would have been a lot of time taken out of our day. Right. So we were still able to enjoy ourselves because we just let him nap wherever we were. Yep. And to go back to the earlier point we discussed about excursions, we really didn't let Blake stop us from doing excursions. Now, we had to kind of, alter the excursions a little bit yeah. and do family friendly excursions we went to rick's cafe and i jumped off of the cliff and i held blake and you held blake because that's not your thing it's not my thing india's not jumping off of a cliff i I'm know not, that i'm not i'm not jumping into any body of water unless it's <laughs> a life-threatening situation like something what like something would have to happen that will force me to jump into the water other than that, that's just not my thing. But me, but, on the other hand. And the thing is, we're very different on vacation. You like the adventure stuff. You like the excursions. And it's kind of like I can do it once and I don't have to do it again. Mm -hmm. I went snorkeling in Hawaii. I went snorkeling in Jamaica. So it's like, psh, snorkel bug, gone. I don't have it no more. I don't have but to guess do that what? again. So I did it again. I'm okay with going out of town and laying at the beach every day. Like that that's my idea of vacation, mm -hmm. you know? Um so I was able to do that and you were able to get your excursion on. So Right. So when India I did my excursion and then India went to get her massage, 
and she left me and Blake to go swim in the pool. Yeah. So it's a good thing, right? So um, I'm going to say Because I was obviously watching Blake while Bear, while you were in the ocean. Was watching <laughs> Blake sleep. Well, okay. So like I said, <laughs> the excursion that we went on, the, it was a glass bottom boat. Glass bottom boat. And it wasn't an excursion that we booked through the hotel. <laughs> so when you're in Jamaica, like their culture is all about Hustling. Everybody's so, hustling. And they're all looking out for each other. We're sitting out on the beach. And, you know, there are people coming up to you. Do you want to go tubing? Do you want to go on this last bottom boat to go snorkeling? It's like people coming up to you trying to sell you stuff left and right. Mm-hmm. That's their job. But they're only allowed to walk on the shore. They're not a- actually allowed to step foot on the resort resort. but because we saw multiple groups of people leaving and going on these excursions and coming back it was like okay we'll do one of them which is how we ended up on the glass bottom boat um to go snorkeling yep so where was i going with that i don't know but you were talking about how you can do family friendly excursions and still have a good time and get your rocks off oh yeah so the boat took us to this super cute little island mm-hmm. where they were cooking fresh lobster tails. And um, then they took us to the snorkeling spot. And mm-hmm. the guys, there were three guys. Peter. 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 <laughs> they don't say er. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, because the reason why I remember Peter's name is because he kept getting yelled at by the other two guys on the boat. Andre and Robert. Yeah, it was like, Peter! Peter! <laughs> so Peter I was, was like, fucking Damn, up. Right? I was like, what's going on with Peter? But um, they were like, you go snorkel. We watch the baby. And you know, I'm not letting nobody watch my baby. And it's just and that we I'm all at. know that. So I was like, I'm going to sit here. And watch him sleep and watch Beard snorkel. And, you know, we could have switched. You know, I could have went out into the water and you could have sat with Blake. But I just, I genuinely didn't want to go snorkeling. It was a good time. I love the royalty. I love the people. If I start shouting all these people out, it's going to take me another 10 minutes. So I'm not. But I will say... Um, I'm not a TripAdvisor type of guy. I don't usually go on TripAdvisor and leave reviews, but I will be going on TripAdvisor and leaving the Royalton a review, and I, I have everybody's name written down that helped us out throughout the entire vacation because these people didn't have to go out of their way to make sure Blake was okay when I tell you... So, the, the guy that um, Bear mentioned at the beginning, Malta. Yep. This guy wasn't even someone who served us. Like, he nope. didn't help us with check-in. Nope. He didn't help us with our baggage. He didn't help us with anything. This was just so happened to be one of the guys who were who was there when Bear was looking for the nurse. That man called our room every day that we were there. Every day. To see how Blake was doing. Every day. So the homie was so cool. I even got his information on the WhatsApp, you know, and I'm gonna um I'm gonna do something I'm gonna do something for him, you know, like uh 
out there, I was talking to him and I asked him about different things that they needed and he told me some items that he would like. So I'm going to bless the man because he didn't have to do that for me. So me, I'm going to bless him with some with some things that I have been blessed with. So um, I hope he, he enjoys these items, but they are coming to him as soon as I get everything together. So all in all, the vacation was amazing. Um, I feel like Blake did a hell of a job on the vacation. India did a fantastic job packing a million and one things. India packed a bathtub for Blake, a rubber duck bathtub for Blake. But it was great. It was great. He liked it, but I told it India was great. we could have put Blake's ass in the shower, which I did one day. And then he, he loved it. Sand. He was covered in sand. And I told India, you can't leave a baby in sand. So um, you can't put a baby in the tub and the sand will stay on him. So I took him in the shower and I sprayed him off with the shower head and he loved it. So like I said, all in all, I would give the trip a 10 out of 10. Well, I take that back. I give it a 9 out of 10 because the ugly. Here it goes. Good, bad, and ugly. Got back on the trip, and lo and behold, American bullshit-ass airlines <laughs> lost oh, my damn bag. So <laughs> I've never lost a bag flying on Delta. I've never lost a bag flying on Southwest. But as soon as we got back to Nashville... India gets the call from American Airlines saying, hey, we regret to inform you that we have lost one of your oh, bags. Oh, they said we left one of your bags left in Charlotte. One of them in Charlotte. Now, the good so news about that is it was my bag and it wasn't India's and Blake's bag. It was a smaller bag. So I was okay with that. Let's just back up a little bit. <laughs> the return trip home in general Oh yeah, I got, I got something to say about that. A too. lot. So I would say Barrett starting off. Barrett had the timing wrong of our departure. No, that's the time they gave. So me. we got to the airport three hours <laughs> before our flight left. I mean, like we were through. It only took us 20 minutes to get to through, go customs. through airport security. Yeah, airport security, right. So, having to wait that long with the one-year-old who had to wake up at 5.45 in the morning was just ridiculous. So, Blake was not having it. He was not for us. He, he was, was giving us the hardest the time. Airport. So, it's finally time to board this plane. And, we you go. know, we have him in the stroller. Here we Barrett go. is standing beside me. And Barrett gets randomly selected to get thoroughly Listen, searched. Listen, so let and me talk know, about this. Usually, <laughs> like, I've gotten thoroughly searched before, but it's usually during security. You know, as you're going through security, we get all the way to the gate and we're about to board the plane. They pulled me out of the line and said, Mr. Newsom. You have been randomly selected to have a security search. Mind you, it's three people in front of me doing the exact same thing. I feel violated. Ooh, man, the girl took my socks out of my backpack, threw them all on the table. She took my shoes and bent my shoes, put a crease in front. I'm like, you fucking so, motherfucker. I was annoyed that Barry was even telling me this story because since he had to go do that, it left me... <laughs> 
with a stroller and a baby. So, granted, the stroller was probably one of the best investments, like, I done made. It was, you know, it, it folds with one hand, but, um, so you can push the stroller up to the gate, um, and then they'll take it, put it under the plane, and when you land, they'll give you back your stroller so you can still push your baby through the airport. And so that worked out on like when we were arriving to Jamaica, but the stroller did get a little dirty being under the plane. So our stroller came with a bag. So I take Blake out of the stroller. I'm trying to break the stroller down, put the stroller in the bag, and Blake is literally running around everywhere, like literally running around the airport and I'm trying to give the security this freaking stroller and they're asking me for our boarding passes and I'm still trying to keep up with Blake so at this point my anxiety level is through Through the roof roof. so I mean like Blake I looked like a terrible mom because I didn't have control of my kid and the 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 freaking Listen. gay agent was just like just just give me all your stuff like cause I looked so pitiful like I was starting to sweat because Blake was not showing me no girl mercy. those edges got fuzzy like it took me so long to wrangle him in that you made it to your seat before I made it on the plane I sure did at that point did you understand. Why white people have leashes on their kids? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> like, damn, Seriously. I can't even talk about my white comrades anymore. <laughs> Seriously. You wanted to put a damn dog collar right around Blake's ass. I didn't was, you? and I yeah. just like, and it's so, it's so hard to contain yourself when you're in public and your kid isn't doing what you want them to do because, you know, you can't lash out. You can't raise your voice or, you know, then you have everybody around you looking at you, you know, judging you off of your actions. So it's like, I'm trying to stay calm, cool and collected. And Blake is literally trying me every chance he gets. So we get on the plane. I go straight to Barrett, assuming that he's in his right seat. I sit down. (laughs) This is on me. And I'm so stressed. So I automatically just pull my boob out, start nursing Blake. And he starts falling asleep immediately because he's exhausted. So then it just so happens. Point Dexter ass. We're in the mix up with some seats. Apparently, we all have the same seat number. So I'm not moving. I'm literally ignoring this lady. Like she's talking, and I'm not even acknowledging that she's standing there because I'm so fed up with Blake running around the airport. And so, I'm fed up with the dude sitting beside me trying to talk my head off, saying, Well, can we, I thought we paid for this whole row. I'm like, Man, chill. I kept telling her to chill. He was in my ear and I didn't like that. So, so I put my headphones on and turned my music up because I was about to say something reckless to him. But I didn't want to get kicked off the plane with a baby and a wife. So I had to relax and contain my emotions. So it turns out Barrett was in the <laughs> wrong damn seat. And it wasn't my it wasn't his so, fault, it was mine. So yeah. He had sat he was looking at the boarding passes from Charlotte to Nashville, not the boarding pla- passes from Jamaica to Charlotte. So we were in the wrong damn seats. So I had to we stop We were sitting feeding. a row behind the guy. It was just a row. Yes, it was just a row. But I had to stop feeding Blake. 
he gets pissed off and now he's crying because he can't eat because we're trying to get all of our stuff and move to the different to another row. So at that point, I was like, I was so over everything. And I was like, God, can we please just get home, Lord? So let's pray. So we got home. We got to Nashville about five o'clock, took him to urgent care. We didn't get home to seven on Sunday night. And guess but what? guess what? We still went to work. And we're back. And on we Monday. And still recorded the pod. <laughs> and it is amazing. And make so, sure you look out for the live show on June 8th. I will just say this. It's not the vacation with your kids that's hard. It's the travel that's hard. It's getting there and coming back home. That's the hard part about traveling with a baby or with your kids somewhere for vacation. And don't let anybody tell you you can't do it. Don't let anybody discourage you from doing it. And don't you block yourself from doing it. Experience things with your family. They're your family for a reason. Go out there and enjoy them. Love them. And just have a good time. I was dead ass wrong the entire time for not wanting to take Blake. But I will say this. It's coming in a second. Now unqualified advice from B-Love and B-Love's relationship. I got the keys, the keys, the keys. This week, B-Love's relationship is brought to you in part by another good old can of Red Bull. But I will say this. If you do go on a trip with your family, make sure on the way there and on the way back, you give your time yourself, I'm sorry, enough time to get through customs. India and I were both concerned about having too much time when we got back from Jamaica to Charlotte because we had a layover. We're like, damn, we got like an hour and 15 minute layover. We just wanted to get right on the plane, right off the plane, and right on to the next plane from Charlotte to Nashville. Fortunately enough, we had an hour and 15 minute layover to get through customs because you know what? It took us 45 minutes to get through customs. So if you guys don't know, when you get off the plane, you have to go down. If you check the bag, get your bag, recheck that bag, and then go back through security. You are not the only people who are going through security at that time. You're there <laughs> with everybody else. They're also coming from out of town. So be ready to stand in line. So my tip would be give yourself enough time in your layover when you go to check back into customs, especially if you're traveling with a child because you don't know what can happen. He may poop, got to change his diaper. He may be sick, got to check his temperature. Shit, he may be hungry, you got to snap him on your boob and breastfeed him. Whatever the case may be, you have to give yourself enough time. That'd be one of my tips. And another tip would be you need to have a supporting significant other. There's nothing like, I'll be honest with y'all, I couldn't have done this trip without India. So India, this is for you. <laughs> I gave India a hard time about packing Blake a box full of food. I gave India a hard time about packing Blake a bathtub, but all of those things 
were a little bit necessary. We didn't know what could have happened. And like she said in the beginning, I don't want to be the dead horse, but it's better to be overprepared, underprepared. So I got to give it up. It's important to bring a little piece of home to help them feel familiar with their new surroundings. I give it up to that too, but I got to give it up to India for being a great wife, you know, being just being a good person, being smart enough to know things that shit I just don't know. We Thank don't you. know everything. So don't try to act like we know everything. So when we don't know everything, it's kind of good to fall back and let somebody else take the lead. I know this was not my strong suit. You know what is my strong suit? Packing. I pack like a champ. I can get anything inside of a suitcase. But when it came to getting Blake prepared and getting everything that he needed ready to go, I stepped back. India handled that. Everything she needed. Now, I was happy that she got. And I was happy that we were able to use it. So, my secondary tip would be just thanking India. And shout out to India's green swimsuit. Hey! <laughs> go look at India's Instagram. Oh, India.Marie. Andy had that green swimsuit on them cheeks was poke. <laughs> Couldn't even tell that girl had a baby an old year and a half ago. I said, boy, that thing snapped back. Think I ain't want to hit it. It did wrong. Hmm. Beard, shut up. Thank y'all for listening. That's my relationship. Here we go. Let her upgrade you. What would India do? W-W-I-D. What would India do? Kick it! So, you know, it took me a minute to find something for today. Um, But I came across this story, and <laughs> it has nothing to do with anything we talked about this episode. <laughs> so just, just bear with me. Taking a left. Um, my girlfriend and I live together. I am out of town for a long weekend. My girlfriend called me to tell me the bathtub was filling up with dirty water by way of the drain, so she had a plumber come out to assess the situation. The plumber found the cause of the backup, which was feminine hygiene products. Oh, my God. He told her they were not meant to be flushed because they caused exactly what happened. So she calls me and really lets me have it. Says she never flushes anything like that, and it must be another woman. Whoa, she's angry. Whoa. She's angry, and rightfully so. It looks bad. Here's the thing: the products did not belong to a woman. They, in fact, belong to me. I've suffered from irritable bowels and what used God? them. <laughs> Is this real? <laughs> yes, I've suffered from irritable bowels. And used them in a non-traditional manner. I knew they couldn't be flushed, but obviously couldn't put them in the trash without arousing suspicion or causing a smell. Listen, when the funk hits the fan, everybody's gonna stand. I would talk when I got home and explain, but I am dreading this conversation for obvious reasons. Boy, you better sit your stinking booty ass. Do I tell the truth? Yes, brother. (laughs) You have a disease. Let your lady know. I Yes. I do think you should 100% tell her the truth. This was stinky. Um, and you should go see a doctor because 
honestly and truly, tampons <laughs> are not the safest thing to Clear use. Your butt, brother, don't put a tampon. Well, up th- your they're butt. not the safest thing to use in a vagina, just because of the chemicals in the cotton that you use. Like, I don't use tampons very often unless I have to. Um, so I would imagine that they're definitely not safe to be plugging up your butt. <laughs> um, <laughs> so yeah, I would actually probably spring hanging out of your ass. That's nasty. Act, you know what? I think that you you could probably eat better. No, you could probably schedule a doctor's appointment. Eat better and take your girlfriend with you to the doctor's appointment so okay. that she fully understands what's going on because okay, honestly good, yeah, I like if that. somebody like if you were to come to me and tell me that i don't even know if i would believe you you know what like, i would do i would put the tampon up my butt then i would go to the restroom and i would say you don't believe me just watch and I honestly don't know about enough about irritable bowel syndrome. I didn't know it was I like had IBS. Uncontro- well, I know, but you've never explained it to me as having um, uncontrollable bowels. <laughs> it, when the urge hits you, it hits you, and you have to go. But the thing about it, it was stuff I was I was eating bad. Like I was eating horrible. You can't eat bad now. <laughs> I was eating things that shouldn't have been probably eaten at that time. And when Ugh. I ate certain when I ate certain things, um, thirty minutes to an hour later, I would have to be near a toilet, and I would have to let it ride because if I didn't, it was gonna be in my drawers. So I knew better. So <laughs> I just so cut gross. out. I cut this stuff out of my diet, and look at me now. No more IBS. You sure? Now you just call me B Love. Of course, I got that no more. Anyways, yeah, uh, my suggestion would be to just make a doctor's appointment and take your girlfriend with her so that she fully understands the situation. Maybe you should tell your doctor that you're using those because I'm pretty sure that whoever your doctor is would disagree to you plugging tampons up your butt because that's just not where they're supposed to go. Probably not a good idea, brother. So go ahead and get yourself checked out, man. I don't want you to be out here with a tampon booty. (laughs) It's not good for you, sir. Not good for you or your significant other. Oh, that's so, it. Set B Love's relationship for the recap. So make sure you arrive to customs in enough time to get through. And also make sure you have a wife that can look good in the old green bathing suit. <laughs> Beard. WWID. Recap. You should go to the doctor and bring your girlfriend with you. Yes, you should. So that she fully understands why you've been sticking tampons up your butt. Yes, you should. Well, here we go. It's been <laughs> great, y'all. So, India, tell the people where they can find you. India.Marie on Instagram. Um, Shop Indie Boutique on Instagram, on the website. I got a lot of compliments about my clothes um, from vacation and everything that I wore except for the bathing suits. Um, or most of it came from my store. Um, so those items will be up on my website later this week. I'll let y'all know on Instagram. And you can find me at BLove1911 on all social platforms. Also, follow us at She and I Podcast on Instagram. Shoot us an email. 
at shenipodcast at gmail.com. Go check out the website probably next week. I'll have the ticket information up about how to attend the live show. Um, it's going to be lit. It's going to be live. It's going to be fun. Um, got anything else to say? Did I miss anything? Thank you guys you for tuning anything. in. Until next time. Until next time. So, y'all know the deal. Y'all know how we end this thing. This this episode right here, dedicated to the homie, Nipsey Hustle. Man, rest in peace. It's been real. It's been fun. It's been she. 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 I. I. I.